summertime and I'm here to be a summer a summer summer girl a hot girl summer that's a thing that people are doing now I'm cool I'm relevant I got it just the other day I heard a mother say to her child call it a lift or you're not watching any more YouTube videos and then the child shouted elevator I loved it anyway welcome to hyper local celebrity a a podcast I almost said workshop a workshop <laughs> A workshop podcast by me, Sam Hickman, where I talk about my life and work as a freelance musician in the gig economy. Ah, oh, honey, let's let's just um let's get into it, shall we? What did you do this week? Okay, so this week um it was it was a mixed week, I will say. So I went busking on the Monday. Fine, I did a music and hospitals thing on the Wednesday, and. Whenever uh, other harpists will know this, whenever whenever there's like a like a hospital one where it's not like a care home or something, for some reason I always find myself going from one end of a hospital to another end of a hospital with like a harp, just like down a never-ending corridor. Like, does anyone? Does this can't just be me? So they um, it literally said on the contract it was just like. Um, it was just dementia ward and I was like oh it's probably just gonna be called the dementia ward like it's it'll it'll be easy to find I brought up the hospital that I was going to I was like tippity tap 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 like full full like 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 I don't know full like child on the internet like like looking around to see if anyone was looking over my shoulder as I typed in like where is this ward in this hospital um and it didn't come up and I was like okay well if it's anything like a previous hospital I've been to, it's got to be like Ward 12 or something. You know, they're usually in the teens. They're usually like second level. They're usually quite at the back. I was like, great. I'm going to park. I'm going to park like at the back near it. Nope. I was wrong. I can't like for some reason, for some reason, I could not tell you which way is which in a hospital. Like I I get into their giant, especially hospitals in Wales, like the newish, newish ones like it's a giant long corridor with all of the wards and everything on on either side and I am constantly finding myself parking the completely different direction and having to walk the entire length of a of the hospital in like with like my giant heart but I'm just like I'm just going from one end to the other so it was ward 18 um and it was like and and I ended up it was like truly a solid half mile from like the overflow car park four to this ward and I was just like wandering around like where am I going because <laughs> it didn't say anyway that was that was Wednesday that was that was Wednesday and then um I I thought of a new segment I thought of a new segment for this podcast and it's called the post gig watch um, I don't have a theme tune yet for it. I will, um, 
I don't, I don't have enough time to work out a theme tune today. So um, <laughs> make up a theme tune in your head and sing it for the next 15 seconds. Wow, welcome to this segment of the podcast, the post-gig watch. Okay, so this week I watched A Simple Favor. Honestly, a delight, a fucking delight. Oh my goodness. Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, Henry Golding, bunch of other people. Um, An absolute delight. Oh my goodness. Basically, the plot of it is Anna Kendrick is a mom with a blog. Um, Blake Lively is a woman with a job. They become kind of friends. I don't want to ruin it, but it's Paul Feig directing. It's, it's great. It's written by some ladies. It's based on a book. Like it has everything. It has everything. Just like get your, get your little butt down on your sofa and, and after a gig, just watch this wonderful movie. Um, and it's not too complicated and it's not too thick. So you can just like let it wash over you. It's it's a delight. It, that would be my recommendation. I also watched Eat, Pray, Love this week. Um, I had I had like two moments where I had post gigs, and I was just like, you know, when you like do the gig and you're like, I'm done now. I guess I don't have kids or anyone who loves me, so it's just me in my home now. Uh, it's just just me alone in my house. Uh, anyway, um. So I was like, I'm going to watch Eat, Pray, Love because I watched it when it came out in like truly what was maybe 2009 or something. Like it it came out in 2010, which is like almost a decade ago. How old was I in 2010? 13, let's say. Let's say. I don't know how old I am now. So maybe 16. Who knows? When did I, where, where? When did I watch Eat, Pray, Love? That's a real question there. Anyway, that's for another time. Um... It's essentially like I was like, oh, I remember this movie being truly about a white woman wandering around the world and she never seems to run into any money troubles like and that's what the movie is. It's like a middle aged, like not a middle aged. It's like a like truly just like a 36 year old Julia Roberts wandering around all of the world being like money isn't a problem for me <laughs> like she's just like buying houses like oh I left my flat in Italy and now I'm in India and, and next I'm going to Bali and it's just truly like oh that must be nice like truly just not a care in a world just like tossing her hair about on a beach meditating like ugh, ugh. and she's like I found myself I found myself and it's like okay <laughs> Octavia Spence. Nope, no, oh, nope, 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 nope. Um, Voila Davis. Viola Davis is in it um, as her book editor. And it's it's a strange role for her because it is um, very light. It's a it's just sort of like popping in every five minutes to be like, hey, you're going to get back to, to, to New York where you can write your next best selling book. And she's like, no. I'm gonna go to Bali and meet a man on a bicycle and meet Javier Bardem on a bicycle. <laughs> it's a delight. I also watched Snowpiercer. I've had a very light week where I've just been like, like truly, truly this week has been such a, such a mixed ball of like things that I needed to do, things that I didn't need to do. Um, and just, you know what, we're, we're, we're going for it. We're doing things. And, um, 
that's about it. I, um, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Oh yeah. So there were like work related things. End of, end of segment for that segment. So sing your theme tune as we, for like two seconds as we, as we go out sing the theme tune that you made. Ready? You did it. Well done. Oh my goodness. What a creative theme tune. Um, so I'm having this gown made by the delightful Taylor Green for the hand in hand uh, choir festival happening 16th to 18th of August um, in St. David's Hall and in the Cornerstone. And if you are um, on Twitter um, and you want to type in hand in hand LGBT or you want to um, find my my Twitter, um, Sam Hickman Music, um, there is there is a video that we shot. So like a couple of no maybe three weeks ago we were doing a bunch of promo um and that finally came out and it is a choice it's um it's a delight i i watched it i watched it by myself first so it is uh, like a minute and minute 15 seconds of me introducing um what i'm going to be doing on the on the saturday the 17th of august um because i am um comparing all of the um, I'm leading a workshop in the morning, which is always exciting to be like, hey, surprise, you're doing a workshop. And then I am, um, and then I'm comparing all of the concerts in the Cornerstone in the afternoon. And then I'm co-hosting the gala concert in St. David's Hall. Thank you. I know someone just went, she's moving up in the world. She is. Thank you. Anyway, so they were, so I was truly like, I have been, I have been like, on this on this committee for the last kind of year and a half being like we should get a gown budget like truly if i have to compare an lgbtq which um like truly for a choir festival just read that as like white gay man like if i have to like truly just like white gay fantasy like compare a concert i need it i need a good gown i need a good gown that's that's like th- truly the the like the thing like like women are judging like misogynistic gays exist and i must look good for the people at home um so i was like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get a gown made like i'm truly like one of the one of the white gays in this in this in this committee was just like i'm sure you can literally wear anything that you have in your closet and i'm like that's not no no i'm gonna put some effort in i'm gonna put some effort in because if i put effort in then 90% of the work is done and I just have to show up and read cue cards. Um, and by read cue cards, I mean say the things that I've memorized because I'm not good at reading because I'm very dyslexic. Um, yeah, so th- this, so we shot this promo. We shot it over two days. Um, so I went in on Sunday and we kind of like shot like the bits that we could in the rain, like outside, outside the cornerstone on, um, I want to say Charles Street, who knows, um, in the rain, just like, hello, <laughs> just like sad, sad woman, just like in the rain, just drenched with war, like, ugh. anyway, um, so we went back on the Wednesday and we shot everything. This was like two or three weeks ago, I think I covered this on, on an ep of the pod. So, um, we, we did all of this 
and then they cut it together and I watched it by myself in like my kitchen or something earlier in the day when it first came out no I they did it like weirdly late at night um and and I like and I watched it and it was like an hour and 15 seconds or something and no it was a minute and 15 seconds there you go well um I haven't yet finished my wine I'm so sorry um and I was like this this isn't is this edit like is this edited well enough like my big question like my big fear was that it it wouldn't I don't know it wouldn't translate like like because it okay so the video is essentially me at the cornerstone introducing the um the concerts that are going to happen and the workshops that are going to happen and then the party in the evening okay that's that's essentially it what actually happens in the video and if you watch this video you should watch this video it's me introducing myself the venue saying there's going to be lots of things happening at the venue such as and i say performances workshops and then I just say singing. Um, well, I sing singing, but we were gonna do it so that it was one singing. So it was like singing, and I bounced like like the it was cut up so that I was bouncing around the room just singing, singing. Um, and then like movement, I do a cartwheel. Um, again, go to Twitter and watch this video because it, I I pulled out all the stops. I am normalizing women wearing bike shorts. Um, because the, the dress that I have on is like my blue maxi dress with the slits in the side. And I, at the very end, I like fully just kick my legs up on the stage. And I was like, you, this would be banned from Instagram if we put it up like that. Um, if I wasn't wearing the shorts, uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. Anyway, um, I was like really worried that it wouldn't translate to like people who, like people who aren't going to give me the benefit of the doubt people who aren't going to be like oh I love Sam she's great listen to her podcast what a treat like I was I was genuinely worried and then I um had a dinner party on Friday um so (laughs) long story short Jazz Liddell previous podcast guests um their episode is the best nachos in Cardiff um they we're we're in trans choir together and they were like Oh, I feel like all of your parties are the same. It's the same 13 people. It's always a potluck. And we always sit around your living room and just have food and chat. And I'm like, I have like, (laughs) I was just truly like, I grasped my pearls. And I was like, the shame has been brought to my family. Like truly, I was like, I can cook. I can cook. I can cook a three course meal. (laughs) So Friday Friday night, I invite like a bunch, I invite like a bunch of people over. We have like a full sit down meal in my kitchen. So like Friday, I was like, I was truly like, oh, we're all going to sit outside. It's going to be a beautiful day because it's been a beautiful month. I was really excited about it. I was like, oh, it's going to it's gonna be clear skies. It's going to be gorgeous. I'm going to light some candles. Everyone's going to sit outside. I'm going to bring some cushions outside to put on the benches. It'll be gorgeous. Firelight and candles everywhere. Um, and it poured down with rain. And it was the one day. It was the one day it rained. <laughs> like, all month. I was so annoyed. I was just, oh, never mind. So I ended up bringing my big outdoor table inside because I don't have a big table anymore. Because we used to have, okay, boring story, we used to have a fold-out table that I got from my brother. Um, but the, it had, like, four legs. And it was one of these, like, drop-leaf ones where the, the, the side, like, extends and, like, cuts. It was 
trash. You could get four people around it, not particularly comfortably. Like the legs would just get in the way. And it was huge for the space. We had it next to the big window in my, in my kitchen. And it was just like, it, it was just huge for the space. So we switched to a small cafe table and we got rid of that one. Um, Sarah was really annoyed with me because um, actually, no, they were fine with it. They, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so I, I was like, I don't have a big enough table to feed everyone inside. So I went and got my outdoor table, pull, put it inside, wiped it down with a towel and just sort of left it for a couple of hours to just like de-wet, de-wet, dry. There you go. These are words. Anyway, um, so I ended up, <laughs> we ended up doing that and it worked out great. Why? Because my kitchen is huge. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great. Anyway, um, I can't remember where it was. Something about a dinner party. I did a dinner party on, on Friday and I played them the video because I was like, oh, have you not seen, have you not seen my starring role? And they loved it. And then um, my friend um, then showed it to, like my friend's friend then showed it to her children and they loved it as well. So if children love me and adults love me, then guess what? I'm still a clown. Like truly, just like... There's no goal here. It's just fun. Huh? Uh, <laughs> but it truly does like, like, so they did the one with uh, Mr. The former Mr. Gay Wales, who's co-hosting everything in the, uh, in St. David's Hall during the day. And I was like, it, and his is like just one shot, like one minute, like telling you everything. It's all just like him talking to camera outside St. David's Hall, just like a normal human being, just like with a list of things he had to hit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he looks like a normal person that you would want to be friends with. I look like um, a colorful eccentric, a colorful eccentric. Anyway, so the delightful Taylor Green is making this gown for me. And so I was like, oh, we have four weeks. I got to I gotta whip this place into shape or whatever I do with my life. Anyway, so I was like, I have to order some chiffon. I have to order some fabric. I have to get some fake flowers. So we're doing it kind of like a hay fever fantasy. It's kind of the idea. Like, like if you saw me in the street and I was made out of real flowers, you'd be like, I will get sick if I go near that person. That's my goal. Um, <laughs> it's not my goal, but never mind. Anyway, so I ordered 10 meters of chiffon. And um, like a like a poly cotton that I thought was gonna be a stretch fabric, it is not a stretch fabric. But that's not the point. I'm sure we can figure it out. Um, but essentially, they overnighted this fabric to me from Bristol, which is like truly just like no one is in that much of a rush. So they they like Bristol for the for our international audience, Bristol is a solid like maybe. I don't know, 45 minute drive away from Cardiff. Like, so if you put it in the regular post, just like not even first class, second class in the regular post, it would get to me the next day. Like, like it's not far. There's one post depot and they could just like right across. Whereas like overnighting something by courier, is, especially when it's like fabric is like, oh, no one is in that much of a rush fabric land. Anyway, shout out to them for giving me some fabric. They did not give it to me. I for it but if they would like to retroactively give me 30 pounds back that would be nice anyway um so the gown is going to be green with some flowers on it essentially that's that's what you need to know until you see it and then you go oh wow she's a princess um and and that'll be it <laughs> that 
and that'll be it for me and I will have one so I went round um I think it was Thursday 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 I went round um like all of the the shops that I was like they will have fake flowers and I bought maybe too much money's worth of fake flowers like I went to Ikea I spent 15 pounds I went to B&M I spent five I went to home bargains I spent four like truly just like how much like like I no come on Sam (laughs) come on Sam what are you doing with your life like I don't know anymore I don't know so anyway I have like a bunch of fake flowers and I have a bunch of fabric and I am dropping it all off at Taylor Green's house on Saturday on Tuesday um, and we're gonna have a discussion about it and we're gonna we're gonna sketch out the design and do some measurements and we're gonna do it and I'm hoping that there will be a gown budget delightfully provided by the nice people at Hand in Hand Choir Festival and by the nice people at uh, Hand in Hand Choir Festival I mean everyone else on the committee has to agree that I get a gown budget despite the fact that um, I really shouldn't but Nevertheless, she persisted. That's what we are learning from today is that like truly you gotta try and um you gotta look good. You gotta look good. Anyway, the the biggest my biggest concern is between the Cornerstone concert and the St. David's Gala concert, I have an hour. Um, so I have an hour to walk over and then I have an uh, like an hour to walk over eat get into just a full drag and then like and then and then go and and do the do the concert and i'm also singing in the concert ugh nightmare what a what a what a strange life i am living in august we're not in august yet but i just need you all to know that um it's going to be weird it's going to be an interesting month anyway so i did all of this fabric and they fully just overnighted it to me and then I got it on like Thursday morning and I was like oh, okay well this is an interesting color um I honestly it'll go great it'll it'll go great and I have faith in myself and Taylor Green previous podcast guest previous podcast guest Taylor Green anyway speaking of podcasts oh no it's that segment you knew was coming up so for those of you who didn't see um on my Instagram story this week I did, um, so a couple of, like a month ago or a month and a half ago, I agreed to, I was asked to be on a podcast that was essentially this podcast, but serious. You remember this. You, you, you remember this. It was essentially like, um, the, the, the call out was like anyone who has a protected characteristic, which is everyone who like has ever lived like anyone who was once a child is old civil partnership in a marriage woman any form of lgbt person with disability like person of religion like truly just anyone all peoples truly just like the broadest of broad spectrums you could ever get like like honey this isn't uv this is uvb this is the other ones as well um i don't know sunlight but i do know that um that's a lot that's a very vague concept anyway so i was asked to be on to talk about being a queer woman in the cardiff music scene okay okay so two weeks ago he was like okay we're gonna do this date and then he canceled and i was like okay Okay. Oh, this is also the man. If for those of you who remember this podcast episode where I talked about this being on this this other podcast, I was like, "Oh, are you going to give me the questions that you want like answered?" 
And he was like, nope, <laughs> nope, I'm sorry, nope. Um, which truly should have been like the first sign that like the first little like jingo, like, oh, put it on the top. Hope it doesn't fall over. Like, like if someone if someone doesn't listen to you when you have been doing the thing longer than them, um, truly that's got to be a sign of something. Although that being said, if there are any harpists out there, who um, have given me advice and I have not taken the advice. <laughs> you know where we stand. <laughs> anyway, I don't respect your time. Anyway, um, anyway, so he turns up on my... And so we were meant to do it two weeks ago. He rescheduled for two weeks later. Um, so this man has had four weeks to prepare for this. Um, he comes in as truly just like, let's get down to business. Like comes in with a field mic, like an Eddie roll situation. You know, the ones that you like press the thing and they, and I was like, no, we're going to use my studio equipment because I already have it out. And I was like, do you want me to plug it into your laptop? And he was like, I didn't bring my laptop. And I'm like, oh God, like truly like, Truly, these should have been the signs. Um, we will we will go through what happened, and then I will go through best practice. Okay, this is this is a learning experience for all of you out there. Anyway, so um, so it was truly just like it, we so we started off. Um, we we truly like we started off and it was a full 15 minutes of and i i have this recording because he didn't bring his laptop so i just recorded it on my laptop with the goal of sending it to him but by the end of it i was like no like no and i will tell you like how we got there so i fully was like oh i was just recording women talking about star trek voyager with the, the delightful cat deerfield so all of my recording stuff was still out and he was like Oh, I didn't know you had that podcast, huh? I like, like, and so we spent fifteen minutes talking about Star Trek Voyager, and I was like, "Oh, I like how Star Trek Voyager again." Hi, welcome. I have a podcast called Women Talking About Star Trek Voyager. Um, it's fun. You should listen to it. It's a lot about soup. But I was talking about how Star Trek Voyager is the queering of the traditional Star Trek format. So, like, wherever there is a man in a traditional Star Trek show they're women now whenever there's like like the ingenue is played by like an asian guy the um the like the traditional like like captain is a woman and she's a science officer and the premise of the show is that they are seventy thousand light years out into the delta quadrant trying to find their way back home whereas every other star trek show is them going out into the like into the unknown um, yeah, yeah, you were with me. Anyway, so I was like, I really like that it's a queering of the traditional Star Trek format. He then asks me, so are you drawn to queer pop culture then? Like, and I genuinely had to explain that queering and queer are not the same. I was like, that it's, it's not the same. And then, like, truly just like, oh my God. It was just like, it was... It was truly like, it was 45 minutes of him asking stupid fucking questions that were like so, so open-ended and so like not about my work or my life or anything that I fucking do that it was like, I don't think you've, I don't think you've rehearsed, like researched me at all. And it turns out he had literally looked at my website 
you know, cardiffweddingharpers.com. Bring up your phone and look up cardiffweddingharpers.com. You'll find it is literally just a video of me, like a brief description of how booking a harpist for your wedding day goes, and then just like a contact form. And then there's also like a repertoire list and some videos. That's it. That's all it is. And he had looked at that in earnest and been like, this is what we're going to talk about on the podcast. Like, truly, truly didn't even follow me on Instagram until after the, uh, like, after the audition, off after the interview. And, like, it didn't even follow me on Twitter. I'm just like, this is rude. <laughs> How dare you? Anyway, so this, this guy is, like, fully just, like, he, he just did not, like didn't have he he didn't have any information to be like Sam Hickman is a singing harpist based in Adamstown her work is is based on jazz and musical theater with um roots in stand up comedy and um I don't know some other performance she also performs with music and hospitals and is a soloist for the National Czech Republic Orchestra anyway um like truly like he had so much time um and so like we were we were nearing the end of the chat we were nearing the end of the chat um and he was just like he was he was just like yeah i've been playing devil's advocate and i it really makes you uncomfortable doesn't it and i'm like like in retrospect, I I was I, I was very calm. I was like, "Hello, I'm performing. I'm on a podcast that may go out someday, and I don't want to seem like a fucking asshole." Like truly, in hindsight, now as an adult, uh, <laughs> on Thursday I was just a child, but now I'm an adult. Anyway, I, I have wine now, so like the stakes have never been lower. Um, I was like, I truly like, like they. It was just like. It was really, it was, it was really uncomfortable. And at 15 minutes in, I literally become a call out queen. And I'm just like, in the nicest white woman way I can, I'm literally like, you coming to interview me and not having researched me is really disrespectful. It is disrespectful of my time and it is disrespectful to me as a professional. And I go on to say that, um, I'm not going to play the clip because I don't, um, I don't want to give this man any airtime. Um, but I was truly like, like if you're getting underrepresented people on from creative, creative industry people who are not getting any form of attention, mainstream or not, like, and you're not on their side instantly and you're not doing any fucking research to make sure that like when they come on to talk about their life and work, you know what it is that they're talking about. Like, it's so fucking rude. So he'd never listened to an episode of this goddamn podcast, had not listened to my album, didn't, hadn't even Googled me. Like, how rude is that? Anyway, 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 anyway. So I, like, truly, truly, I'm like, you, like, if you are creating, um, just a hostile environment and an unfamiliar environment, stop don't do that like he kept being like I was like this is an interview and he was like it's a chat and I'm like no a chat involves two people talking anyway anyway so afterwards after this 15 minutes of me calling him out for not actually doing any fucking work before this interview he fully like 
has the gall. I'm, I'm like, oh, so you're fully doing this to get an Arts Council grant? And he's like, yeah, well, Arts Council England gave a podcast um, an arts grant last year, so I think we could get it. Okay. Arts Council England gave Rennie Edo Lodge about race. No, what is it? Yeah, it's about race with Rennie Edo Lodge po- um, funding for her podcast. That is like a, a 10 episode mini documentary about race and systematic oppression in the UK. Like she has experts on, she has a lot of academic stuff. She breaks down really well. These are really, really well edited episodes. I honestly, stop listening to this. Go listen to Rennie Edelodges about race and then come back and you'll be like, how fucking dare he think that like a conversational podcast where he doesn't even touch on the topics that he aimed to touch on deserves the same amount of credit as this woman. Like, that's so disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Anyway, and I am, I'm not as mad as I was about it. At the time, I was furious. Thursday evening, I was so fucking pissed that this man had come and wasted an hour of my time. I, like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, truly. And, like, I'm not as angry as I was, but I'm still pretty annoyed. St- as you can tell by my voice. Uh, anyway, like, truly, just, like, um, if you're champion, if you're championing underrepresented voices, then you need to know what you're championing. And you need to be their fan um, so that they get to, like, talk about things. Because, like, truly truly especially like doing this and especially in my podcast when I've talked to people who I know and I know their work and I know what they do and I know their lives a little bit like being able to tell being able to essentially tell the audience what it is and being able to hit on the things that people want to talk about is fundamental and creating an atmosphere and an environment that is both welcoming and sharing is probably more important than getting any form of scoop out of it Ugh, nightmare, absolute nightmare. Anyway, um, I think like truly, okay, truly if I like, I think the kicker of all this and the reason why I am so fucking pissed about this is because if I am going to come and do a thing for you for free, then you need to show me some goddamn professional courtesy. Like if, so if I am, I, if I am volunteering my time to come and do a thing for you, even if it's in my fucking house, if I am engaging in some form of labor, be it emotional, be it physical, be it just chatting, and you haven't spent any time coming up with questions, coming up with ideas, coming up with things you want to talk about, like even like Googling any of my shit, like you, if you don't know me, don't come and ask me for things for free. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. Especially not like mar- like marginalized people in in the arts in Wales. Like no. Absolutely goddamn not. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, he fully spent like a solid 15-20 minutes apologizing to me afterwards. Um, and then sent me a lovely apology email afterwards in which he clearly did not know. Like it, it was like, okay. Here's how you do it. Okay. I'm going to start from the beginning of best practice when doing an interview so that when you come to do an interview, you do it good. Um, I think this will only be helpful for Angelina Warburton. Um, as she goes and interviews people she might not know very well, this is an easy way of doing it. So 
you have a solid four weeks to prepare. You follow that person on every single social media. Like, easy peasy. So simple, so dumb. Like, there you go. Ah, the simplest of simple things, okay? Okay, you know that person has a podcast. You listen to that fucking podcast. You listen to episodes where you know the guest. You listen to episodes where you don't know the guest. You listen to episodes that, um, I don't know, just the very beginning ones, you listen to the very end ones. Easy peasy, easy peasy. You listen to the last one that came out. That's so simple. Anyway, if they have work that they have presented, be it an album, be it a one woman show, be it a concert, be it a YouTube, be it an anything, watch as much as you can. Like, like even if they are just doing covers of pop things, watch as much as it, like, because people have put out that content for consumption. Like, especially, and if it's like an art piece or something like that, make sure that you know what it's about and you went to the thing. Anyway, anyway, if they are not a musician or an artist or a person who does things, make sure that when they come to you, to your home, to wherever you are, you spend a good 25 to 30 minutes chatting beforehand. Doesn't have to be about anything. Doesn't have to be actually about anything. It could literally just be you clarifying the questions. Also, make sure that you have questions for that person. Like, submit them beforehand so that they know what they're talking about. With this guy, he did not want to. Um, and briefly, like the day before the podcast, he sends me an email that's like, there's homework. Um, how would you describe yourself in three words? Guess what I said, stupid dumb slut. Um, which truly I was for going on this goddamn podcast. Anyway, like, he's just like, the the last the last question is, who do you think we should talk to? Like, I I don't want my emotional labor. I fully said, I fully said, the delightful kids from Hey Mary, Hey Christabel, Hey girl, um and and um Jeanette from Lucent Dreaming because I love her and she's great and she will do wonderfully in all situations and she is a treasure. Um, but like it's truly just like, like with this podcast, whenever I have guests on, it's who are you, where, where are you from, what do you do? As a simple, like, instead of me being like, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, and I kind of know what you do, but I don't fully know what you do. Being able to be like, here are all the things. Like, here here are all the things, and telling the person in advance. I didn't do that with Rosie, and I'm sorry, Rosie. Anyway, she, <laughs> she's not going to listen to this. Um, and then the second question I have is... Um, what did you just do? Like, what projects are you working on? What did you just complete? What are you excited for? That jazz. Um, and then the third question is, what did you learn from this? What did you want? What, what would you have wanted to know when you started the project? Like, and project is such a vague word that it could mean job. It could mean like artistic work of art. It could mean anything, but it's open so that people can talk about the things that they want to talk about. Anyway, anyway. So when they arrive, you talk for a good 25 minutes. You do not rush them. You talk for 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Why is that important? So that you know what they sound like when they're thinking. Because there are so many instances in this hour recording I have where he interrupts me while I am thinking. And I think like as someone who like takes a little bit of time to answer tough questions and a little bit of time to just come up with things because again, dyslexic, um, it's just like, just 
like if you had talked to me for 10 minutes beforehand you would have known this like you would have known my you know the rhythm in which I live um but I'm truly just like yeah so you do that you know you've sent this person that you are interviewing questions beforehand so you've built a little bit of a rapport they know what you're gonna ask you know what you're gonna ask and then you play with them that's it that's all you do you just have fun you just make sure that they are are talking and that they feel comfortable and that they don't feel like rushed or anything you make sure that like the other person knows that you are on their side like no matter what you are absolutely in their corner because if you're in that person's corner then they will feel free to be able to talk about everything and i think like fundamentally with this interview that i did on thursday he was not in my corner because he didn't know who I was and what I did. And that is like fundamentally rude. Like truly, that's just like, that's also not how you, that's not how you interview. Like, it, like truly, if you listen to Terry Gross, um, um, Fresh Air, she white woman so hard sometimes, so hard. Like the Lizzo interview and the uh, Ava DuVernay interview that she did recently where she fully just white womans herself into situations and they fully just call her out on it. And she's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Yes. Like she's she is there to present to you this person. That's it. That's uh, she is. She is the serving tray on which the person is like presented to the audience like that's that's all it is that's all interviewing is is just like getting out of the way conversationally especially like because mine this podcast is more conversational i'm sorry about it um i find that a lot of the time it's about sharing stories and sharing experiences and equal amounts of talking and he kept insisting in this interview that it was a chat and it's not a chat if one person is doing the like all of the lifting if one person is talking constantly and the other person is asking bullshit open-ended questions then that's an interview that's not a that that's not a chat anyway i'm slightly less mad now that i've gotten to talk about it on the podcast uh anyway this follow-up email so if you find yourself having not prepared for an interview and being an absolute fucking asshole the whole way through it and then you um get shamed by the person you are interviewing uh, because you have had four weeks to prepare for this interview and you didn't even listen to their goddamn podcast, here's how you apologize. Okay, you ready? You do not say, I'm sorry for this podcast. I'm going to bring up the email, actually, and just, um, I'm not going to read it to you. I'm going to paraphrase it to you so I don't get in trouble. But it was truly just, he used the phrase, I didn't do what needed to be done which is a surefire like truly that translates to I don't fully understand what I did wrong but I can understand that you're mad at me because you use the word disrespectful in reference to me like truly <laughs> truly 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 it's not just a river in Egypt um, <laughs> I haven't had a drink in so long yeah oh my goodness um, paraphrasing, paraphrasing. Sorry about today. It was a waste of your time. I'm just reading it out to you now. Um, yeah, truly just like not doing what needed to be done to make sure it went well, which is 
I'm sorry I didn't care enough about your work or respect you as a professional to actually research and be interested in your life and work. And he had the gall halfway through this interview. This is just me ranting about an interview, but honestly, I had six full conversations with people on Insta about... About about this exact like interview I'm just getting it all out there So I don't have to repeat myself Halfway through He's like um, I've forgotten what it was now Because um, here, here we are Me chatting Like truly I'm gonna have to go back And listen to what I was just about to say Before I, um, I got here Hold on give me a second He had the gall Halfway through this interview When I was like It was at the end and I was like, this is trash mama. I fully said, this is trash mama. There is a recording of it. I will send it to you if you need it as a ringtone. Um, But I'm like, what is your main mission of your podcast? Um, And he was like, well, it's to talk about to people who I found find interesting about what it's like. Something, something, something. I can't remember. I wasn't truly listening. Um, And you better believe I've listened back to that episode at least three times to be like, is this as garbage as I think? And then being like, yeah, this is as garbage as I think. And then the third time being like, wow, I like, okay, just bad. Anyway, like truly don't, don't pretend to be interested in someone just to get like, like a person on your thing. Like, like do it because, do it because like you are genuinely wanting that person on your podcast. Like, like it was clear. It was clear that he could not find another trans person to be on this podcast. Like that's, that's it. Like I am for this man. I am a tick box. I am like, I am like a little tiny, like you got it. Well done you, you got a trans, like little tiny Pokemon that you got to capture. Doesn't matter what they talk about. Doesn't matter if it's important. Doesn't matter if they cover any actual real ground. Doesn't matter if they talk about anything like, like for this podcast episode, there is nothing of substance in it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And there's nothing useful in it either. And I'm just like, oh, that's bad. If you can't think, like if you truly cannot see that, like like being disrespectful to someone's time and effort, especially like, especially if they're coming to do it for free. If they're like, if they're just like giving you their time and experience and knowledge and you don't have the common decency, the professional decency to say, I'm sorry that my actions were so fucking disrespectful to you, dear sweet interviewee. Like if you're like, I didn't do what needed to be done. Like that clearly shows that you don't know how to apologize firstly, and you don't know what you did wrong. Like, because halfway through the me chastising him in the last 15 minutes of this interview, uh, he's like, well, I'm quite happy to put this out. And I'm like, that, that's bad. Like truly that is, that is bad. And I have like done full interviews where we have gotten to the end and they have not been happy. And we started again. Like we, we just start it again. We do a quick one. We do it easy. We cut out things that people don't like. People can listen to it. If they don't like a specific section, we can cut that out. Like, like the, the person who is giving up their time to come and be on your show is key in all of this. Like that's truly it. Anyway, anyway. Um, so that is, that is a, an inch, that is just an important thing. So when you come and do your best practice, 
and you don't do a good job of it. And you have to apologize because you're called out on your own goddamn podcast for not having prepared for an interview because you don't care about the person. Um, You need to actually genuinely apologize for wasting that person's time, for being disrespectful to that person's craft, and also just for, like, being an asshole. Like, being actively hostile on a podcast meant to project minority voices. Like, like... What are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, I'm so mad about this. I was so mad about this. Um, so I had so I had drinks with the delightful Melanetto from a previous episode of the podcast. I think hers is called Stress Less. Um, and I had drinks with her like two weeks ago, and she was like, "I have thoughts on your podcast." And I was like, uh, oh, "Oh," she wanted it to be more structured and more like the guilty feminist. And I was like, "It's not. It's not that." I mean, like you're comparing the encyclopedia to a Mills and Boone novel. Like we're a very different kettle of fish over here. Like this is, this is a monologue with occasional chats from people I like and friends. It's not. We're not trying to change the world. We're just trying to change the game. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, one of the points that she she put out was like when I did the um, seemingly a natural talent episode, she was really worried that it would have ramifications on my career, and I was thinking about this today going to a gig. I was like, I don't have a career. I have nothing to lose. Like literally, what what could happen? What like literally calling out people on their bullshit and educating people on how to conduct things that maybe, hey, they aren't going to do, but they might do, or they might be in the opposite seat. Like, truly, if you are going to go and interview on a podcast and they haven't done anything, it is well within your right to just stop talking because they can't use anything that's silence. That's easy. That's so easy. Or just call them out for not actually having done any work. Like, I... And I thought about this as well. Like, it's it, it would be very different. This isn't just me being a prima donna. It would be very different if this was, like, BBC Radio 3 or whatever. Or, like, I don't know, like, the, the, like a mainstream, like, media situation. Like, if it was BBC Radio Wales, I fully do not expect them to know who I am. Like, they, it's not their job. They interview hundreds of people. They get, like, tons of segments on. They have numerous shows. They will come with, like... A couple of things that are happening. I will probably have emailed them things that I'm doing. And you know, like it's I'm not expecting them to know me inside and out. Whereas for something that is so particular, so bespoke, so like I'm not going to get any I'm not going to get any exposure from this. Like I'm this this podcast will not be like number one on the iTunes charts or anything silly. It's just like. It, it's not it's not gonna give me anything back and so if you're doing a thing that doesn't give you that doesn't give your interviewee anything back you need to make sure that emotionally you are giving them back something um that's just that's just my two cents on that anyway I was truly thinking about how like calling out especially like especially live music now like doing doing that, like, especially, like, because it's a good organization and because it does great work, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's the important bit. But, like, calling out a woman who has essentially spent the last 25 years being very, very rude and very mean to professional harpists, young harpists, very successful harpists, like, 
I will lose very little from that because guess what? I didn't have that much to start with. Like I am in the same position I was in five years ago. I'm just being paid slightly more. Like that's it. That's all it is. And if I can like, if I can tell you, don't go on this guy's podcast to be a diversity hire where you're not getting paid and you won't be disrespected. Um, and you take that on board and you say, oh, I am not going to do your podcast because um, guess what? You don't research your guests. Um, I'm really mad about that. Anyway, um, it will. I, I hope that there was one person out there who is like, you know what? You're right. Maybe I won't go on that podcast where they don't know my, my name, where they didn't spell it right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a bitch. Um, I'm just a bitch with a rosé in her hand and a vase of fake flowers to give to a drag queen. <laughs> this is my life now. Anyway, anyway. Um, this, this was a long one. Um... This was this was a long one, and I hope you, I hope you gained something. I don't know. I I hope it was as structured as I hope it was too. Um, I'm just gonna make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh my god! I wish I'd never put a pass lock on this phone. Um, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I've never met anyone who works at Lush and thought, oh wow, their skin is great. What are they doing? <laughs> Like, like truly, I've never seen anyone over 25 who works there. And, and I've never like been like, wow, what are they doing? Like, like, I'm like, oh, they're 23. They drink constant water. They don't have a line or wrinkle on their face and they don't have any issues with their skin. And they work at Lush. Like, great. Good. Good for them. Um, so I went to drop off some parcels this week. Um, I went to drop off some parcels. So I, I accidentally sold some things on eBay. And by accidentally sold some things on eBay, I mean it was probably more money to post and package everything than it was to just throw it away. Um, but I sold a ball gown because um, <laughs> I'm fat now and I don't fit into any of my old ball gowns. I know, real champagne problems or rosé problems if you're me. Anyway, um, so I like stopped into Zara because Zara I was like, ooh, there's a... There's a, there's a, there's a sale on. And this woman turns to me and goes, like, I'm truly, like, looking through the racks. And this woman turns to me and goes, what is wrong with this place? And I'm like, and she's like, the lift doesn't work. The escalators are broken. Everything's a mess. And I just turned to her and I go, I don't work here, but it's always nice to meet a fan. Thank you so much for your support. And then I just leave because I'm like, I have to leave Zara. People think I'm too friendly. Anyway, um, wow, wow, what a week, um, what a week, what a week, um, I will, I will, this has been a, an episode of Hyperlocal Celebrity, a podcast by me, Sam Hickman, I'm sorry in advance, um, wow, oh, ooh, 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 the call to action this week, uh, go find that tweet from Hand in Hand Cardiff and just retweet it, just give it a like, give it a retweet, give it a fave. Uh, reply. I just want to. I just want to beat Mr. Gay Wales. Um, his video. <laughs> I just. I just want people to be like, yes, and then I can be like, can I be paid more? <laughs> so I only got right. I'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everyone.